4: Wednesday, the 15th of March 2023. In this evening's show, we review two games of complete contrast, starting with a dismal defeat at Bristol City on Saturday, which then got completely flipped on its head with the incredible result against QPR at Bloomfield Road last night. And I'm John Aspinall. This is the CSAD's podcast, match reaction show Blackpool 6. Yes, 6. QPR (laughs) 1. Oh, what a game! What a game! I'm sure loving the intro.
5: Our... Loving the yeah. intro.
4: <laughs> sure, our uh, listeners, both audio and video, will enjoy the intro theme tune there. As Tim was referencing, we'll probably get a YouTube copyright strike, but so what? And Tim, when uh, games like that happen, you've got to milk it for all you can. Yeah, it's amazing what. Um, 72 Hours does, isn't
5: it? We go from the doom and despair and the gnashing of of teeth uh, that we saw on Saturday to, um, you know, relative elation and um, hopefully a a more positive mindset for what's going to be a very, very important period for the club, the team, the manager and most certainly us.
4: Mitch, I think that if, I keep calling you Mitch, Matt, Matt, I will to change your name, if that's all right with you. Um, yeah. Match. Well, if, if, yeah, <laughs> Match. I think if we had done a pod directly after the Bristol City game, it would have been slightly your time, so it's probably a good job no one could be arsed.
6: Well, I, I, I was a, on one of the Blackpool-related media outlets. I was um, a little bit worse for wear after the Bristol game, so it's probably a good job we didn't do a pod straight after the Bristol game. But some of us never lost faith.
5: Did you tell everybody on AVFT to fuck off, weren't you?
3: <laughs> I <laughs> I it, was, <laughs> it was
6: tongue-in-cheek, mostly.
4: <laughs> Why? What happened? Oh, in I the right just, rant.
6: I just felt it, there were more white flags than Vichy France on there. So, you know, we should uh, collaborate in relegation. We should... Uh, and, 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 you know, I... 6-1, I was right. It's
5: been, been on the raggy aid, I think, is the terminology.
6: And I'd probably had a few too many double smirnoffs in me raggy aid, to be honest. A lot of so r- I, I apologise to any readers of that forum who were offended.
4: There's been a lot of rants kicking around on social media at the moment. It certainly well, has, hasn't there certainly
5: has, not there?
6: I'd like to think it was mainly my positivity that inspired the boys.
4: (laughs) Nick, where did that come from yesterday? I was was Um, gobsmacked.
0: I have absolutely no idea. I I, I don't know about you guys, but I went through the turnstile and uh, entered a parallel universe where (laughs) Blackpool were playing fantastic, fluid, free-flowing attacking football with defenders scoring at will. Uh, I had to wake up this morning and and double-check it. hadn't been a dream. It was, yeah, absolutely amazing and such a difference from Saturday. uh, We were all massively deflated after that. I watched it with Tim and Poulton uh, drowning our sorrows as the game went on and... You know, we we barely created a chance in that in that game against Bristol. City. And the one we did, obviously, you know, Jerry fluffed his lines, unfortunately. So, wasn't massively confident with last night. Although, when we I was with uh, Mitch when we in the Phoenix Club when we saw the team news, um, and we pepped up a bit because it at least it looked on paper a, a bit more attacking. A couple of ball playing midfielders in there, and. You know that's what a lot of people have been asking for, isn't it? P- play your your better attacking players, and uh, play your best players in the right positions. Decision.
4: yeah. <laughs> it's been one of Raggy's favourite favourite quotes, but wasn't it a, when you all woke up this morning? Do you have a bit of a spring in your step? And didn't the world seem like a better play? Yeah, it's
5: it's weird, I mean, even even, like even that, when we it? beat Stoke, we were. You look at it and yeah. think
4: we were. We were quite lucky, weren't we? And
5: and 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 hung on in there and, and had about twenty percent possession. But we, you know, we made. I mean, it was. A, this, I just watched. I was watching the highlights just before, and um The, the commentator said that was the same uh, QPR team that beat Watford um, on Saturday. So, you know, and we didn't just make make them look ordinary, as we're going on to discuss. Um, we made them look abject, to be honest. And, um, uh, and, and it, it was, somebody said in the, in the chat there, it was a bit Holloway-esque and, uh, but most certainly the, 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 the way that we attacked the game and, 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 and the positive approach we had from the outset, which is like the, the yin and yang, you know, it's the, it's completely opposite spectrum to what we've been watching in recent weeks and months was beyond refreshing. It was uh it well, was almost it was almost like a disbelief that was permeated through the crowd.
4: Just before we get any deeper, let's just rewind a bit and I did say in the intro we're gonna have a quick look at the Bristol City game. Um the main talking point of that again, I think, was the the starting lineup, which was Maxwell, Gabriel, Nelson, Thornley, Thompson, Conley, Carey Bowler, Garbutt, Medine and Yates. And uh, again when I saw that I was like oh, we knew we were gonna go Tim, weren't we? So glad we didn't.
5: Yeah, yeah. And and, and probably the what was, was no really noticeable, and again bear in mind um and again we're not getting ahead of ourselves that the players that we're gonna be speaking about a lot tonight, uh, was no Fiorini. and I think we were told they were he and Pavida were omitted for a, a disciplinary issue which seemed to relate to them exiting the ground when they weren't picked to play against Burnley. Um but you know must you know I can imagine why there's the frustration there, and, and I'm, I can imagine that that Andy Lyons must have been thinking the same because you know they've sat on the bench and, and hardly got a kick in uh, week after week after week when we're playing, we're not exactly playing great, and um I've, I've never understood why Andy Lyons was dropped. I mean you can he can play left back, right back, left mid, and I suspect right mid quite quite well as well. And um, and 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 every game he'd played, he'd look, he'd look. You know, he's had a couple of um, ways. The arguments where he stood off when goals were scored, which I felt was a bit harsh. But as an attacking threat from the, the wings, he 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 was that is the real deal. And you know, to see him not play this is this isn't with the benefit of hindsight. I thought, why the hell are we not playing him on the left hand side? Um, and uh, and obviously, it's, you know. <sighs> I think Pavida, we're we're not going to see much of him, are we? Because I mean, he didn't even get on again uh, last night. But you know, he seems to be a disruptive influence, however good he might be mm. in in fits and starts. But um, yeah, um, and we and listen. This is this isn't revisionism with us talking about these players. Um, uh, uh, you know, because they had a good game last night. How many how many times have we picked Andy Lyons in that team? And, and Fiorini in that team to find them benched or not even and in the Rogers. squad yeah. and, and Rodgers
4: yeah Mitch so, um, obviously a very devastating moment for yourself
3: to be honest, game, John, th- to be honest you know John to be honest John
6: I came on here expecting to discuss the QPR game I'm not sure I'm in an emotional place really to cover the Bristol City <laughs> game because of the, the the tragic occurrences on about 26 seconds and um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it summed up our season, doesn't it? Because I think you look at that game, I mean, it was ranked bad, it was awful. Um, but it sums up our season that I, I, I would guess that McCarthy had based everything around playing off Medin, um being direct, hitting them at the heart of their defence. Um, we very rarely got at them. The few times we did, they didn't actually look very good at the, at the heart of central defence, and so you know you never know do you with um a big lad in there and, and lots of long direct balls so that that might have been a completely different game um but that that plan obviously went out the window um i suspected i suspect we won't see Medine again playing for us um which obviously people have mixed opinions on um but I don't think we ever really covered from him going off. Not that, you know, not that we can't play without him because Powell probably can from last night, but that I don't think we were set up at all to play without him. And I don't think we really, uh, I don't think we really recovered from that. And I don't think we really adapted to that very well at all. Um, and yeah, it was a shame because he's, you know, like him or loathe him. And quite clearly I like him. I think he's he's got a lot to offer as an alternative. Um, he's got a lot to offer as a as a focal point, and and I think he's a good footballer. And I think, despite you know, him making a few daft choices in some games, he's also put a massive shift in for us, and and got kicked about and knocked about for us for the best part of three years. And and I think it's sad that he'll go out like that, mm. and and ultimately I hope he's all right to you know to continue his career somewhere. Nick, it could have been a, you know, a
4: terrible as it is for for Big Gaz to, as she just said there, probably end his career with Blackpool. But based on last night with Morgan Rogers going up there to join Jerry up top, it could be a, a blessing in disguise. Cause a, it's forced Mick Sand to play a different formation or attacking formation. And and B Morgan Rogers has proved himself more than capable to play up there. I would argue with a bit more, um, bit more to add than Medine does in that position. Different yeah. aspects,
0: rather. Um, <clears throat> like you say, we I think we've probably ended up there by, um, not necessarily by Mick McCarthy's choice, um, but it's good that we have, um, because lots of fans have been calling for it for for a number of, a number of games. Um, and it, it's such a difference, isn't it? And, and on Saturday, yeah, like Mitch says, we're set up for Medine to play. I um, I <laughs> just done a bet builder on the uh, on my online account, which included a Gary Medine shot on target. <laughs> Press the button. <laughs> <laughs> he said, your bet is on. And the guy went, and there's a problem with Gary Mede." I was <laughs> just like, like, it could have been worse, though, because Jim messaged me. I don't know why he woke up on Saturday morning thinking this was a good idea, but he doesn't have an online account. And he says, can I send you a tenner? yeah, of course you can. I said, uh, put it on Luke Garber anytime scorer." score <laughs> I was like, hey, have you been drinking? Um, so, yeah, both of us were, you know, I said, you might as well set fire to that tenner, Jim. But yeah, and as soon as he went off, um it's like, well, what's plan B? Um and again, it was another game where the opposition weren't great, but they didn't need to be. You know, they they didn't really need to get out of second gear to beat us once Jerry missed his chance. Um you're just thinking, is that it because we we've been creating so few chances in games that when you miss that one, you are wondering are we going to get another. Then when we go one nil down, and granted it was a, a screamer, but we're just not gonna create we're not gonna score two goals, are we? So it's it's game over. And um you're thinking it's another it's another game with a missed opportunity where we could have played differently, with a different formation, different players, and who knows, it could have been a different result. Thankfully by Tuesday, by hook or by crook, we've ended up um with a lot more attacking lineup. I believe there was um a players meeting that took place that was just the players. I don't think McCarthy was involved in it and they've they've had a few home truths and got a bit off the chest and who knows whether they've they've you know they've said something to McCarthy about who they shouldn't think should play or how they should play. But however it's happened, um we've ended up with a, a much better formation for last night and Hope. I mean, I'm not under any illusions that it's going to be like that for the rest of the season. You know, starting on Saturday, very, very different game, probably against tough opposition. But if we're playing that sort of formation and lineup, you can at least you can say we've given it our best shot, rather than operation nil nil. Try and stay in the game and create one chance in ninety minutes, which inevitably wasn't working for us. Tim,
4: a common theme from for our last three games last night aside is obviously um, what looks like zip, very little attacking intent from the team setting up to get a 0-0 and nick a 1-0. And this this game was the absolute pits, wasn't it? It was Everyone was on such a down after watching this game and I think pretty much everyone I know was, Reggie aside, was resigned to relegation after watching this game
5: yeah it it didn't it didn't look good did it i mean you know uh, bar um jerry's um uh ill ill uh, aimed shot um which obviously i think 95 times out of 100 he would he would bury um we we offered very little and 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 let's get it right this was against a team who i think had eight academic players in the in the squad to be fair as uh, some who, who appear to be very good um, but the reality was that um, we weren't playing anything like a full strength um, Bristol City side, and it's a team who have little to play for. And and I, I I was I generally felt we would go there and we would do something. And I came I came away at the end really feeling it was a, a huge missed opportunity, compounded as it happened by QPR winning as well against Watford, which obviously puts seemed to put one team. Um, uh, pretty much beyond us. I think they were ten points clear of us after Saturday. And I and, and I, I'd always felt that they were one of the teams most likely to get sucked in. So yeah, it was just a huge disappointment. Um it was a very insipid performance to say the least, um, all over the pitch. And and what Nick's alluded to, this this frank exchange of views that appears to have taken place with McCarthy and uh, Terry Connor taking a back seat seems to have born some fruit and, and maybe as well, they've watched a few team selections we've made and realised who should be in the team and who shouldn't be in the team. Um, because most certainly, um, you know, as a, you know, two or three players who, who haven't been getting games, who clearly are offering more than those who, who have been, um, uh, were, 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 the stars of Tuesday night. So, um, and I really think we need to get on to Tuesday night because talking about Bristol starts to be depress me again. It's uh, I'm going, I'm going downhill.
4: All right, there we go. I'll change the banner. Can I give it a, a,
6: a, probably a nice link, a, a sort of local radio-style link? <laughs> um, I, I watched the Bristol game because it was away, as I said, in, uh, in, in my Yorkshire breakaway, and I watched it on my own on a phone in the pub because it wasn't even on the pub telly there where I thought it was going to be. So I watched it on my phone in the pub. And I was just like that odd man in the corner watching his phone with his earphones in on his own. And after about 70 minutes, when, whenever they scored the second, I just went, fuck's sake, CJ, in front of the whole pub. And then remembered where I was in this random Yorkshire town. You know when he caught the ball for the throwing? <laughs> you can the throwing got turned over and then we went and scored. And the whole pub just like, what? <laughs> CJ and what has he done? which is probably a nice way to link into the next game where the story was very different for our glorious winger.
4: Certainly was. This was the team. Chris Maxwell, Andy Lyons, Nelson, Thornley, Husband, Conley, Patino, Fiorini, Hamilton, Rogers and Yates. Tim, come to you first on that. What were your your thoughts when you saw the team?
5: Well, it was, I suppose that the... The, the media, uh, great to see Andy Lyons, great to see Fiorini, and as we know, he and Pitino seem to have um, uh, 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 a bit of telepathy between them. They seem to play quite well together. I think the main thing I was looking at was how we were going to set up. Were we were we going to play four at the back, or were we going to go three with two wing-backs? It wasn't 100% clear, because of course, Conley, Conley could have been in midfield. Um. So that that was that was one of the things I thought. But I was just I was just generally pleased it was a reasonably attacking side. Um I wasn't surprised to see Josh Bowler drop down to the bench, bearing in mind his performance on Saturday. He just seems a shadow of his former self at the moment. And um yeah, very pleased to see that Morgan Morgan Rogers had retained his place. Um uh and uh, you know, because I I felt that, you know. He he gave us he gave us some pace and some and some strength up front as well, which I think is quite important, you know. Um he's a big lad at the end of the day. I think he's about six foot three, isn't he, or something. So um yeah, overall I was I was we all knew this was a game we had to win. I think I think even those who have on their second pint of Raggie aid would um would have struggled to have much optimism if we if we got turned over last night. So I think we knew we had to go for it. And I think I think to be fair, so did so did, did Mick McCarthy. I think he realised, you know, we're, we're running out of games and we need to get a win on the board. And uh, um, but you know, with 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 QPR winning, all of a sudden this team who's been losing every week, you know, they've picked up some points. You're not quite sure how they're going to turn up either. So yeah, but I, overall, I was I looked at it was one of those games where for once I actually felt it was something like our, our the best team we could put out. I was surprised to see, um, uh, uh, surprised to see Gable drop out. I didn't realise he, he must be injured, I'm assuming, if he wasn't even involved, but I didn't realise he was.
4: Um, and great to see Keshe back on the bench as well.
0: Mm.
4: Mitch, come to you next. Um, James' husband coming in was a, a bit of a surprise for me. He had a bit of a stink, didn't he, at Bristol City? Hopefully um, he redeemed himself.
6: He did, but I mean, he's he's had enough good games for you know. You don't play, you don't, you know, you don't play at the top of your game every single week, and you know, one bad game doesn't make you a bad player. And I think I think Mick Mick spoke quite highly of him in the week as well. Talked about him being a voice in that players' meeting and sort of one of those players that gives the kind of leadership that he wants. Um, and and. Yeah, I'm always happy to see Hubby in there. Um, To be honest, when I saw the team, and Nick Nick will testify to this, I'd only just seen the the team when I went in the Phoenix, I basically said, I don't really care because it just feels like we're picking random players out of a hat at the moment. You know, there doesn't seem to be any consistency in selection. So I kind of didn't really have an opinion on it because it feels like it feels like he's done a different thing in in sort of virtually every game, so you can't necessarily work out. You know, it's a bit like when Critchley used to do this, but we'd all go, "What the bloody hell is he doing?" And, and I, well, I'd literally said this in in the in the pub to Nicky when Critchley did it. you go, "What the bloody hell is he doing?" And then we'd win. And I said something like, but with McCarthy, you just feel like you'll go, what the bloody hells he doing? And then we'll lose 2-0 again. And how wrong I was. So I genuinely, I kind of saw the team and went, oh yeah, it's 11 players anyway, and walked to the ground. You know, it was it was kind of odd. And for all the fact I've, I've had a few rants about us being positive, you know, in my heart of hearts, I'd sort of, for the first time, I think, well, probably I felt like this before the Birmingham game, but then the Bristol City game knocked it out of me. I kind of just walked up to the ground, going, "Oh well, what will be, will be," you know, and sort of not re not 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 caring, but not really expecting anything at all, you know. So
4: I was listening. I, was, I got to the ground a bit late. I was just wanted to work a bit late and I had a late tea. So I was I was almost in the mindset. I was like, "Can I be asked going after listening to all the?" the rain beating down on the, it was actually hail beating down on the roof of the conservatory. And I, the, the thought crossed my mind. Eddie didn't want to go. He says, I'm sick of it. It's boring. They're always losing. And I went, well, no, I'm going to force myself to go. I'll be lame sitting here watching on TV. Um, but on the radio, on the way down, they had Neil McDonald on, <laughs> Radio ranks of elasticated fame. And he, he said, I think Mick McCarthy is just, he's, He's more or less said what you've said, Mitch. He's he's not doing a lucky dip, but he's he's trying all these different formations and variations and players. And he says he's it looks like he's trying to come up with a formation and a system that will work based on these players that he's got. And and luckily, I think he's finally found it, hasn't he?
6: Well, like, I'm, I mean, I mean who? I don't want to jump in again, but who on earth? had CJ Hamilton in that side. You know, I've seen so many fan sides put out there, where well, we need to play this, we need to play that. And I think, you know, for me, I scanned it and went, oh, he's picked fucking CJ again, you know? And it's kind of went... I put, in, I put in the WhatsApp
4: group, the patrons' WhatsApp group, Shuttlecock will fire us to victory this evening. Absolutely. And you all laughed at me. Well, I have to Yeah, say but you, you also did a, a throwing up emoji about
0: Charlie <laughs> Patino
4: being in. <laughs> But then I kind of backtracked balance. when someone said he uh he played well with Farino, uh Firino, Freeny Freeni. Yeah. So I said, All right, fair enough. Anyway, shut up, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd have Stuart Moore in goals. <laughs> <laughs> still he still not had his chance. I still <laughs> wanna see him. Let's go on the game then. Um Blackpool gentlemen have uh, tended to start under the McCarthy anyway This the game very brightly for ten fifteen minutes not done anything and invariably gone on to get beat right, not at home or not get the win but um wow what a what a start to this game who wants to start
5: yeah I think um what we what we saw is um, attacking intent from the start Um I'm trying to think who put the ball in. Now was it CJ put the ball in? I think it yeah, CJ it ball in first two, I think yeah, yeah. So he puts the ball in. I think I think it, one of their defenders sort of like half clears it, and then we have a, a shot, and then it ricochets out again, and then uh, the ball comes back in, and um, and 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 the refs, to be fair, right on the spot and spots the handball and uh, and points straight to the spot. Um, I obviously, right down the other end of the ground. To be honest, I had a, it's a crap view when you're behind, when it, when the ball's at the other end. Uh, I'd actually thought the the ball would cross the line and he'd given it until I until I saw him back away and, and um, it go on the penalty spot. So I can't I, I can't really comment overly on whether it was. I mean, it clearly hits his hand, um, and he's very very well placed. So I, I think on you know applying the the laws of the game it's a penalty I think if you're the defending team you're going to be disappointed with it um that it's given but it couldn't be better place to be honest the ref um he was about five yards away from it so and he was it was instantaneous uh in pointing to the spot so I don't think he was deliberating in any shape or form he was it was good actually to have a ref who actually on our side slightly
0: favored us <laughs> yeah he gave us all the 50 50s
4: didn't he how many um, times have
5: it not been the case, though? It's, it's,
4: well, sort of, with, the, with the penalty, I think Rob Dick. I think it was a penalty. Rob Dickey, I think it was he, was. he was leading with his arm, wasn't he? he was kind Yeah, of, yeah. I think that's I what probably decided it,
5: wasn't
6: it? it? It was a penalty in this world of sort of Premier League VAR penalties where if your arm's in an odd position, I think it was a penalty that in the 1980s, you'd have probably seen, you know, a lot of people go, well, it's never a penalty because it just, you know... Because I think, I think what is a handball has, has, has become a lot softer than it used to be. Um, It was right in front of me and I, I didn't even know what was going on. So I obviously joined in vociferously with the cries for handball, even though I hadn't seen a thing. Um, Yeah. How can you not see it from your vantage point? Well, it was just because it was bouncing around. There was all sorts going on. And, you know, you, you, you sort of... I think it's one of the beauties. He of He was live writing football.
5: his blog. I think yeah, he's <laughs> not writing. Too busy but...
6: blogging. Too busy <laughs> blogging. Um, the the, the blogger. It's one of the one of the beauties of live football is you watch different things, don't you? Sometimes you you know a ball's coming in and you try and anticipate where it's going, or you. And I was more bothered about whether he was going to drop to somebody. Sort of all I saw was it go in, it go up in the air, bounce around about three people, loads of people shouted for a penalty. Um, and I was kind of watching what was happening on the edge of the box, and then we. we and also, I thought we're not going to get a penalty. It's almost got to the point where it's like, what's the point of shouting for a penalty because we're not going to get one? And then we did.
4: I had a, a different vantage point of the game. I went and walked up in the north, and um, I sat, well, stood where uh, Joe normally sits in the the safe hold area. Great vantage point from up there. And it's funny you say that, Mitch, because I was about looking at other things. I had a good vantage point of Nick and Jim and I was like watching them for their reactions like when goals <laughs> were going in. Like, Jim sat there like barely doing anything Nick. Yeah. Like, with his hands behind his back. I was like, not know we've just scored. You're like, yes, come on. I
0: think it was disbelief. We were kind of <laughs> looking around it because like that, that pen went in and you know on the pen every credit for Jerry, you know, he's missed yeah. that that sitter on Saturday and um, you, you wouldn't have known that he hasn't scored in nearly 20 games, whatever it is, because, you know, he puts it in the top corner, supreme confidence, uh, very well taken penalty. And we, yeah, we were all just kind of looking around each other, said to the guy behind me, I hope it's not going to be 89 minutes of uh, of defending now, because we're so used to, you know, not being on the front foot. Not playing attacking football. That are we going to try and defend this for an hour uh, for 90 minutes because that would have been a hell of a long night. Um, but as it turned out, obviously, it was that was just the start of things, certainly was. Um, Lions goal one,
4: next uh talking point. Tim, you were obviously banging his banging the drum for Andy Lions, um, as we all have, and he's was, he was almost instrumental in scoring from the. First chance of the game just before the penny almost got on the end of the chance and he's there again on the um first goal. Great work on the left hand side, I think it was, wasn't it? CJ putting the ball in again. But great. Incredible load, load the way
5: he the way he shrugged off his man and, and, and really showed his pace just to give him that probably um half a yard ahead of I mean that that it's been said in the chat to be fair. The right back got skinned by him all night. He was see? a midget though, to be fair, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh yeah, but I mean he could still be a fast you know I even mean, if you you know you you're vertically challenged a bit you can still be fast and tenacious and strong and and and, and to be fair CJ normally looks quite clumsy mm-hmm. but he looked um he looked the real deal last night all, all right from the start and um, the second goal particularly i thought he was uh, you know incredible and uh, uh cuts the ball back and lines comes and meets it and side foots it into the Far right-hand corner. To be honest, when when he scored against, it was at the at the other end. I'm thinking, who the hell scored that? Because I knew it wasn't Jerry. I'm I, thinking, thought, was, it was Jerry.
4: I yeah, thought
5: it was who's, Jerry. Yeah, who scored that? And 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 then you are thinking, what you think? What the fuck's lines doing up there? Because we've we've broken as it is anyway, haven't we? So CJ's um, uh, broken and gone down on the left. Cut inside, played it back. What's what's you know the right back. Doing coming in on the left-hand side of of, of the penalty area to, to get on the end of that, and but it just shows he is he, he, Lions is an all-action player and he's all over the pitch, and you can see why he scored so many goals in his career already because um, he is he plays like this total football that you used to see Holland play in the seventies, where nobody sticks to the positions. The he, you know he, he goes on amazing he runs, he you know he darts in here and there and. It's incredible. I mean, I think he's, you know, incredibly exciting player to watch and it's going to be incredibly exciting to see how he develops as a player over the next couple of years because every time I see him play, he, I mean, last night was one of the most consummate performances I've seen. You know, he's a young lad still, you got to remember as well, consummate performances from somebody in a, like a right wing-back role you're ever going to see because he wasn't just attacking. He was back defending. He, You know, his clearances were were good. He kept the ball in play, rarely put it out of play unless he really had to. He was tenacious in the tackle. He was finding feet when he got the ball. You know, he's re, you know good with his head, fast. Took players off. I mean, I, it, it, you also run out of the superlatives, don't you, as to what he's capable of doing. But turning up on the left-hand side of the box when we're breaking wasn't what I was quite expecting from a Blackpool fullback, To be honest,
6: I read a really good comment. I really apologise to whoever it was because I, I, I can't remember who it, who it was, but I read a really good comment which was talking of like things you see actually at the games. Was somebody who said every time we scored, Lions was the first player that was back in his position for the kickoff, mm-hmm. and I think that that sort of sums up something about him is he's got this maverick quality to him. But he also takes his fundamental role, his basic fundamental role in the team, very, very seriously. And he's got, quite apart from anything he does in any moment when he scores a goal or, you know, puts a cross in, he's got a really canny sense of when to go and when not to go. You know, if you look, and I'm not, I'm not trying to call out Thompson, but you look at Thompson, who is a player who kind of, you know, he'll go on a hairy run. And a number of times you go, "Where's Tomo? He's not in the right place. He shouldn't." And and but Lions somehow seems to manage to do that—to pop up and become an um, um, an ancillary striker, and also be able to play right back, which is that's really quite an unusual ability and takes a hell of a lot of judgment from a player so young.
4: You can understand why he scored so many goals at Shamrock after mm. seeing that performance last yeah. night. Yeah, quite.
6: It's a bit like um, Sheffield United when they had their 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 sort of underlapping and overlapping centre-backs and teams didn't know how to cope with it for about a season and a half because it's just not normal. And you can see trying to have to pick up the right back all the time would just blow the mind of, you know, it, having, having a midfielder that drifts into the box, sort of a Clarkson S midfielder that drifts in the box is, is is a thing. But having a right back that appears somehow cutting in from the left-hand side, how do you, how do you defend against that?
5: Do you know, it reminds, and I keep I kept slipping into calling him last night, he reminded me a little bit of Andy Robertson um, and it, when he's playing mm-hmm. his best football. And so, it's been mentioned in the comments as well about uh, Seamus Coleman, you, you you can see these attributes in him. And um, again, it's just so frustrating that he's been kicking his heels for five or six no. games. Oh, Craig's just um, said that
4: in the comments, Tim. Crime against footy, not playing him every game. If he'd played every game, we'd have had God knows how many more points. Yeah. As I take a drink. Um, Marcus McKay, who signed him? Lions. Appleton well, B S Ben or another. It'd be interesting well, I, to know that. I think
6: he's one of the process isn't ones, isn't he? I think I think he's one that's been identified. I think possibly the credit for him might go to John Stevenson ultimately. It well,
0: has <clears> been it'd been knocking about a while, hasn't it? Hadn't it? And we couldn't yeah. quite agree a fee and then we'd gone back again with an increased fee and then it was just waiting for him to finish his season. But he looks at, you know, it's early days and you try not to get carried away, but it's, it's hard not to get excited about it, isn't it? His, his performance is not just, you know, defensively, but going forward, it, it just gives us another dimension.
6: And right backs are almost never exciting. I you know? no. always think They're right backs are the least... You know, yeah. yeah. Even, at least left backs are left-footed and left-footed players always seem a bit more classy somehow. They I mean, always have a, of a left
4: and... foot, don't they? They always have a wand of a left foot. Yeah, left yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah. They've always
6: got that little attribute.
4: Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's the most boring position on the pitch. I mean no, the, we do
6: a disservice to some of our great right backs like uh, Mike Davis and um, and others. Marvin Bryan was fun and obviously Coleman was good. Jimmy Armfield starts some Armstrong. crackers didn't he but um, <laughs> you know there's also been some it's, it's
1: we're
3: there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We've actually got, you know, bearing in mind, that it's been our, our bogey
5: position right back. You know, we've now got quite a few contenders back there, haven't we, uh, who, can, who can play in that position. I mean, Gabriel generally has been playing well since he's come back from injury. And, you know, you do wonder whether you should try lines on the left as well and... and try and play them both but I don't know that's it's it's a nice little conundrum to have but I can't see how anybody can take a shirt off Lions
4: after the way he's performed last night you can't can you so 2-0 up about 10 minutes gone and 15 minutes and this happened have it calamitous take from the goalkeeper on the edge of the box drops it Um Nelson's there just making himself a nuisance, ball's fallen. But he still had a lot to do, Mitch, didn't he? Did you see this one that was also right in front of you?
6: I did see this one, yes. Hey. Um, I did see this one. And again, I was just assuming the ref was going to blow up because, you know, it, it. It. the keeper came out. And I mean, Nelson just sort of almost went in with you. Not, not, didn't even go in on him, just sort of jumped it with him. And I think had given up on it almost, assuming the keeper had caught it. And he just dropped it at Nelson's feet, who just took it wide a little bit and passed it in. And I couldn't I couldn't believe it that when it, when when they scored or when it went in, I sort of looked at the ref and thought, has he blown up? No, I don't think he has. Looked at the linesman. The linesman hadn't flagged. And then even ridiculously looked at the linesman on the other side, even though we he, he wouldn't have had a judgment, he was in the other other half of the pitch. And then kind of got on with celebrating because, again, I just assumed it's one of those that every everything like that this year, no goal, foul on the keeper, obviously it's you. And it was just, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? And they were just, they were just so weak at the heart of their defence. You know, that the, the I said to the bloke sits next to me that like when we played Blackburn, we put a few balls into the box and Blackburn just seemed to kind of put the foot on it and calmly pass it out. And it seemed like they weren't scared of us in any way. Whereas QPR, every time we sort of put the ball anywhere near their goal, they just seemed to fall apart in panic. And, And even if there wasn't a chance in the first place, they'd create one for us. You know, they were so bad.
4: Shout from Marcus there. Lions and their lines. Gable could play like Hills and Yashin oh, yeah. in the day. Yeah.
6: And you know, they didn't even play together that much, did they? They didn't play together that much, but everybody remembers mm. Hills and Yashin playing together because it was so much fun. But it was probably only about 20 games that they actually ever did that in together.
4: Those of a certain vintage, obviously. So, Tim Dreamland 3 0, 15 minutes in. Um, a good block from hobby stopped a certain goal if you remember that
5: yeah yeah I do yeah that was obviously at the end I could see um so um it was a bit frustrating whilst it was great to be 3-0 up it was a bit frustrating sitting in the north because you were missing all the action um uh, or at least relatively speaking um uh yeah but I've got to say um uh, I think the uh QPR got free actually probably what one of the few times they did down that left hand side and um played the ball in and um I think uh, uh, Maxwell was committed, not, not a criticism, but I think he was. And the ball ro- looked like it was going to um, trick, not quite trickle. It was a bit faster than that over the line. And and uh, Sir James, of husband, came in with a nice little um, block and, um, and and saved the day. And if I remember out Max, he was all over it straight. He was straight up and all over it to make sure that, you know, um, we didn't... Uh, uh, you know, we didn't. You know, they didn't get back hold of the ball. So yeah, I mean, it obviously it goes three one, and all of a sudden you start wondering whether, um, you know, you know, a, a, the silence would have descended, wouldn't it? And, it? and it and nerves might have kicked in, and then you then you start wondering: do we start just trying to protect what we've got? Which would I think would be completely the wrong thing to do, because um, I, I think that performance, that first thirty minutes. That, that QPR played was probably the worst I've ever seen a football team play, arguably ever at Bloomfield Road. I mean, that, that, I felt so—I actually felt sorry for the QPR fans who travelled all the way up. And after 30 minutes, she must have been sat there thinking, "I might as well go home now." Um, and I think some did leave in the first half, didn't they, and clear off. And I, went- I can't—I can't say I blame them. You know, because you've got a long drive home. I was chatting to some guys on the way out and they were staying over. Um, but they said to me, they said, How bad do you think we were in the first half? Is that the worst you've seen all season? I said, um, yeah. And I think it generally is. I don't think I've seen a te- seen a team that disorganised and 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 that's so far off so far off anything approaching an acceptable standard. And I was gobsmacked when I said when I heard the commentator on on the, on the highlights, say that it was exactly the same team that beat beat Watford.
6: There was an interesting comment on Twitter, Tim, about this. A um, you know, QPR fan who said they were more surprised that they had beaten Watford than and played well than they were by the 6-1 defeat last night. And um, I did the preview for a QPR blog. It's um, really good and I read it sometimes. And after the game, I just... Tweeted the guy I'd done talk to, and I just tweeted him, "What the fuck?" Question mark, question mark, question mark, and he he replied, "Yep, that's us. You can see now why what Critchley was up against, and he he wasn't surprised at all. And I've been reading his blog because he's a really really good writer. I've been reading his blog just for the sake of reading it, and he he is absolutely of the mind that they are." of a sort of a festering septic mess of egotistical players who are pretty much unmanageable. Um, And, you know, they need to burn the whole squad down and start again because it's that bad. Um, which was which was a surprise given how well they'd done earlier in the season, wasn't it? Really? I mean they they look quite good when we played them at their place. I know we won, but they look quite good and you're on good form. But I think when you go away six one and you know, you're not actually that surprised or angry at that, it tells a story about how bad it must have been beforehand. Mm.
4: We've never done the league double over QPR as well. No tonight.
6: And they haven't got the sort of the excuse or the reasoning that we often have, or the fact that we often have of being, you know, one of the smallest budget teams with, you know, players sometimes perhaps needing to play above their level to to get us. I mean, they've got some, you know, they've got some serious money in their players that we haven't, and I think that's, you know, they just sort, sort of. I thought they were. I didn't see the Birmingham 6-1, and I also was lucky enough to miss us losing 5-0 at Peterborough, but I would say that is, by a margin, the worst I've seen any team play, including us, at any point since we've got back in the Championship.
4: Yeah, I'd agree. Mm -hmm. It was was scary. How disorganised they were well, from their perspective, anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Hobbies made that block, and... The dreamland has continued in the first half. Um, the main man, Jordan Thornley's popped up with his first goal for Blackpool, Nick. Yeah, great yeah. moment for him and great to see us scoring
0: from a, a corner for once. Well, that's it. You know, it, it all happened last night, didn't it? You know, set-piece delivery, although I have to say the defending for it was non-existent. Suspect. He just literally had to stand there and put his head on the ball, you know, and it's in the back of the net. And it's another one where we just. I was looking at the linesman, thinking, "Is it? It's another goal. I can't believe it." It, it was just. It was. It was weird how how poor they were, and um, brilliant for for Thornley because, you know, as we covered, I think on the last pod when we were talking about him, um, he never lets us down. He, he's brilliant when he plays. Um, it'll be a shame if he goes at the end of the season. Because um, he's forming a real partnership with Avit, I think, um, and I don't know how far away Marv is, but you know those two for me, they're they're, they're undroppable. They're probably your first couple of names on the team sheet, um, and it would be brilliant. It, it probably won't happen, but um, if we could keep them, you know, together for next season, whatever div- division we may be in, because there is a real partnership forming there. And it was brilliant, you know, to go to, to go four up um, in the first half was absolute dream world, you know.
5: And to answer your question, John, I, I, I don't I don't know if this is 100% right, but before the game, I saw somebody say it was over 1,100 days since we won on a Tuesday night, which would be about three years.
4: No,
6: surely
0: not. Yes. Well, well no. 1, no. 100...
6: But... Didn't we work it out that it was actually that was the first start. I'm sure it was in the patrons group, and I'm sure we worked it out that it was actually it wasn't a one thousand whatever. It was actually a mere eight hundred and sixty eight or something. Oh, is that all?
4: That? <laughs> yeah, um, a long time. Is that if you, anyone in the comments let us know when did we last win a Tuesday? Night I can't remember what game, game it was, but program. it was
6: the it was the COVID season. We went. It was a COVID season, and it was one. Possibly it was the game when everybody was outside that sealed us going up or sealed us in the playoffs. Was it Doncaster? Or was that a Saturday? I can't remember, but it was, around, it was around that time. It was that long ago. I was sat
4: with my old pal Phil at the match, and he made a good point. He said, Tuesday night games used to be brilliant, didn't they? You know, under yeah. Billy Air and Steve McMahon as well. They were great Tuesday night games. Invariably, we do quite well, and what's happened to us that it's such a bind to play on Tuesday nights now? It's weird. Mm.
5: That's at home, I take it, because we have one. Yes, yeah, home. We man. have one away. Haven't oh, we? yeah, home. I'm just saying,
4: Tuesday night games and the likes, it was always a good occasion, but it's not been over the last three years. Maybe it was Mystic Meg's put a curse on us, and with her <laughs> sad demise, the curse <laughs> has been broken. That's
6: what it'll be. We've
4: got Mystic Mick now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris Martin made Blackpool Phil Yellow. Hey. Oh, you've been you've been practicing
5: that
0: one, haven't you? Where's that where's that, that tumble a, that sound a... effect? <laughs> we still got it, John. He's trying to find it. There we go. Seamless oh, broadcasting. Oh,
6: yeah, <laughs> I know. look at so we'll we'll the old out. Ed- edited stick out
4: afterwards, <laughs> won't he? If you're listening to this on the audio, that'll be seamless. That no big gap. Mitch, we are always we we seem to reminisce about things you don't see in football anymore, and diving mm. headers are one of those things. So it was. Uh, it's, from a from an outsider looking in, it's quite a good thing to see. Yeah, yeah it, was. it was well
6: taken goal actually. Jimmy's it was a very about. well taken goal at the time.
4: I mean, I actually gone for a drink as well, so I missed it.
6: Well, I well I I hadn't, and at the time, unbelievably, I went, "Oh no, yeah." Even though we were four nil up, and I thought, "Oh no, it's the worst time to concede a goal just before half time," and went into some kind of like fit of anxiety and I and and sort of the reverse of what Tim was saying before obviously it was at the north so I didn't see it very well and it was only watching the highlights back that I appreciated quite what a lovely header it was as well it looked from where I was it looked fairly routine you know sort of a ball in and 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 you, I couldn't even really tell if they've been tapped home or nodded home but it was a it was a cracker it was almost Keith Houchin-esque wasn't it and um, and, and and yeah, I I do love a diving header. So I'm a on a six one victory. I think we can appreciate the away goal. And I suppose I also felt I also felt a bit sorry for the Keith BR fans almost. And at least they had that. Yeah.
4: Okay, Tim into the second half. As I, I saw you moseying down from the, the Moretti. I think I might be going in there myself, the Coventry game. I bumped into um to Daz and um, I had a quick word with him and he said what I was thinking he said we're still not safe are we? So all it takes is for them to score an early goal and they're right back in it and I think I said let's just hope we get an early goal in this half and, and we did with um, Andy Lyons goal number two and he almost fizzed one in I think it was actually from the court came from a corner and did he fizz one in and it just went over the bar? So we he up?
6: fizzed one that got tipped over the top, yeah, yeah. and then he scored from the corner. Yeah, yeah. I think I think their keepers. It
4: was. Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others then please consider joining our Patreon supporter program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash pod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in an exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad free on the audio you'll also get access to our patreon supporters whatsapp group which is good fun and other random giveaways as and when they come in so please do support us patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod let's get back to the content see you later
5: I think he was really quite pleased with himself because he came out the second half and he was, people were basically laughing at him <laughs> in the north. They, they were, they were, um, it was quite, uh, it was quite surreal. And he was like going about tapping the post, trying to like look professional. But the reality was, I think he wasn't, he wasn't particularly looking forward to it because obviously it's, it's quite a partisan atmosphere in the north. and And after his somewhat harrowing first half, um, I, I think he was dreading it. And um, so he was, he, 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 you could see this spring in his step when he saved it. And uh, Patino put across, I think it was Patino put across a, a really great, great corner. And, uh, and lines that did one of those fant- lovely sort of glancing headers that you, uh, that, that are a mark of somebody who's on, for me, somebody who's, you know, who's confident in your way, what to put it. And, uh, and he found the bottom corner and, you got you got to love a headed goal when you when they go in like that, you really do. And uh, and the North got their goal because we'd been felt like we felt like we're a bit out of it, you know, like we were sat you know sat on the sides watching, watching what was going on with everything happening at the other end. So it was good to you know to have a goal going so early, and it really did settle any any nerves that anybody might whether it, whether real or imagined might have had that. If QPR get another, you know, could we could we find ourselves um, capitulating? I don't think that was ever on the cards with the way that QPR were playing. Although I must say, I think they did improve in the second half. They seemed to come out more organised and spent, and, and had a lot more possession. Uh, and um, and and I think they would just probably went out to make sure that they didn't end up losing eight or nine. Because I think if they come out and played like they did in the first half, it could easily have been possibly the record score that any of us had ever seen. Um, They, so, had, they had 62% possession in the game, funnily enough. Yeah, but it, it, that's, statistics don't always tell the story, do they? I think I think we had something like 18 shots and an eight and nine on target, and they had eight shots and two on target or something. So you can have as much possession as you want, but if it's possession, meaningless possession, it's pointless. If you get hold of the ball and get it forward quick, uh, To attacking players, yeah, you might lose it the odd time, but um, we had effective possession, I think, didn't we? Particularly in the first. I think, I think there was. Well, it happens in games, doesn't it? When you when you get so far ahead, um, you often then get a lull at some point. And again, without getting ahead of ourselves, when we started making the substitutions, we had we had that lull, didn't we? But a great start to the second half, and just what. Just what the doctor ordered, and so I think we've now—he's now got the perfect hat trick, albeit in different games in his lands. As and he scored with his right foot, left foot, and his head. So um, uh, you know he's—you he, he, know he can—he could—he's can, not—he's not a one-dimensional player in relation to what he can do. You know, you see, he's two-footed, he's good in the air, and um, clearly got an eye for the eye for goal. He must be he must be pushing near one of our top scorers with three. Well, certainly for the amount of time he's been on the pitch, I think goals per game or goals per minutes on the pitch, he must be the leading goal scorer.
4: I think um, Jerry's in double figures now, isn't he? Yeah, Jerry's got his he's ten. Got 10 yeah.
6: Um well, I mean, Jerry's played a lot more games, though, I think is the point.
5: Yeah, I mean, our, our Lions has probably played about seven, six or seven games tops, so I don't even think he's played that.
6: I'll tell you in a second, I'm just getting the stats up. Just looking
4: at just looking at the stats now. A certain former ex-presenter on the panel would be... The cre- panellist would be creaming himself at this XG score, 2.97 for Blackpool. I think you know who I'm referring to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, after Andy Lyons has bagged his second, we had um, a really moving moment in the game, um, the Tony Johnson... Flare Memorial display from the north. Um quite a it was a I could describe what's the word to use, Tim, to describe that. It
5: was um It was it was quite emotional, I think. It mm. was um also, listen, you know, it, it I, to be honest when they when they let a few of the flares off before the game, I thought, Oh, that's that's okay, but it's like a bit of a, a bit of a damp squid compared to what we're expecting. I didn't realise they were doing it on the fifty fifth minute. I thought it was just gonna be done pre match. Um so when it when it did happen, um yeah, it was it was it was quite nice. I actually actually spoke with his partner in because she was up they were up in the Moretti. Uh, and you know, so I didn't know Tom particularly well, but you know, somebody to say hello to. So I just went over to her and just had to a few words and she seemed genuinely touched that you know, and i am sad this was before the game and didn't speak to her afterwards, but she seemed genuinely touched that um you know that that people have been so kind and and, and and people have been so thoughtful about, you know, the way she and the family were feeling. So, um, you know, it was a, a nice little moment. And I'm sure, you know, uh, you know it wasn't just once or twice, was it? It was quite a few times during the game where the chant struck up. And, and uh, I've got to say the flares looked incredible. Indeed, mm. It's a pity in some respects he didn't go all the way across. The problem is, you know, I suppose as you as you you go from left to right in the north, um, you know, probably by the time we get to C block, a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, I don't. If you do hold up a flag, could you run the risk of getting banned and criminal conviction? And you know, no, certainly not something I'm prepared to contemplate. But you almost wish you'd seen it going all the way across because I think Mm. it would have been spectacular. But it was, it was, it was. I mean, I've seen some pictures from the other end of the video as it as it develops, and it. It it looks it does look very very impressive.
0: I think the um, you know if you look at the reaction from the stewards and police, there was you know they they allowed it to happen, didn't they? And it was it was quite rightly a you know a softly softly approach. And I think the I, I'd be very surprised if if you know the club are looking to to do anything about it. Um, it was a it was a, a one off and a, and a, a very fitting tribute to Tony and. um I mean, you know, what, game,
4: me... what a game for his family. As oh, and that's the thing. 6-1 cool was... yeah. as well. You, you almost think, you know, there's a the higher power
0: at work. That... That's it. Written in the stars, yeah.
5: The other thing is, you yeah. do wonder whether the EFL might take some action
0: against... They may the do. Club. They may do. Surely not. not. Oh, oh, if well, yeah. they the do,
6: then they're fucking death-eating dementors.
0: Mm.
6: You know, because like, yeah. I... Again, I... I, I Obviously, I I didn't know Tony. Um, Raggy spoke really, really well in the podcast, last podcast. And, you know, that, that brings it home that obviously Raggy was close to him with his mate. There's lots of people there. There's his family and there's his mates, you know, and, and you, people need to grieve, you know. We've all lost people at various points in in, in time. And actually, that's something that, you know, you don't always have the opportunity to grieve. You don't have always have the moment where you can sort of share that with other people. And that, that's re- that's really, really important. And it was, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to make some trite comment like I was really, because it's not it's not my thing. It's not my grief. It's not my mate. It's, it's just a bloke who happens to support the same football club as me. But I'm really, really proud that the club were able to make that happen. And I think any one of us, if you know any one of us, when we do shuffle off the mortal coil, you know if you get applauded, your name of the tanoi, you know. I mean, what what more could you want as a memory than that? Than mm. than that spectacle and that. It's it, it's it's important. It's special, and I think it's really really. Um, we give the club grief when they don't do as we want, but I think they deserve a lot of credit. As Tim also spoke really well on the last pod, they deserve a lot of credit for having the respect for the fan base to to let them manage and mem- memorialise one of their own in that way. So fair play to him. So yeah,
4: that's the good thing about being a sporting Blackpool or a, a, a smaller club rather than can you yeah. imagine
6: that at Man United or at Liverpool at Arsenal at Spurs? No chance. No chance. would not wish to disrupt the experience of the match day going. It does not fit with the Liverpool FC match day going value package or some shite like that, you know?
4: Yeah. As Mark's just said, there was even a smoke in the fire, smoke flow
6: in the family. store so, that, yeah. 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 And, and quite aside from it, I mean, what a spectacle it made, you know, and that's not really the point, but, I couldn't take my lad because I couldn't get back to back home and back. And when I, when I came home, I showed him the pictures of the game, and he was like, "Wow!" Mm. Like it was just such a thing. And and I think I mentioned, I might mention it in one of the chats that I've been. There's a German fella I know who sort of got interested in us, and I'd sent him the pictures, and he was sort of, "Oh, that is like a Bundesliga game," and I was like, "Yeah, you know," and you actually can't really imagine that at a lot of clubs mm. as a thing, can you, in this country? It's that, that sterile thing when you go to a lot of the grounds. It's sterile. It feels like a shopping centre, and, and and it's weird because that bloom, our gr- bricks and mortar wise, our ground's really bland, and yet it's really, really not. It's got soul.
4: Okay, um, Morgan Rogers is at the post. We've continued to play on the front
6: foot. Oh, don't forget Jerry's overhead kick that didn't quite come off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
4: Have you like seen Judd's Harlem... pass for that, though? It was like watching the Harlem Globetrotters
6: of football yeah. at times. But have you seen Judd's pass for that? Because <laughs> it's, it's back Rogers hits the post. It comes out and Judd stands up this ridiculous little chipped pass for Jerry to take the overhead quick kick quite on purpose. It's as good as anything like Charlie Adamo or Wes or somebody would do. He's brilliant. So we get
4: more of the same next game. And to round it off, Tim... Uh Sir Kenneth of goal, uh, a tidy finish.
3: For yeah, it was.
5: Um, he he found himself free on the right hand side, just inside the area, and and it was a a, a smart cross shot um, into the bottom left hand corner. Um, he had, he had had one earlier on. I don't really remember, and I've I've forgotten how, the the complete build up. I think it comes down. It, we we played some um, Harlem Globe chotter style football. This one, and then, and then this this cross had come across, and and if he'd volleyed it perfectly,
6: oh, that him. was the one where that was the one where Husband ran from like the edge of his own box. Husband just yeah. went insane and went on a really 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 long run, puts the cross in, and then Dougal puts it basically into top row of the north stand. After all that, I think that yeah. was the one. Yeah.
5: But it would have been a quality goal if that one had gone in. But yeah, he. he, he he, he, you know i thought he, he did okay when he came on i mean i, I don't think he was he uh, he was up to um uh, uh, anything like at the level that fiorini was at but uh, he was tidy you know and um, and he, you know and he has got an ability every now and
4: again to pop up with a goal you know which is um uh, i've always with, said in the warm ups tim he's one of the if not the best finisher in the warm ups yeah. he's got pure technique both feet it's it, it'd be good if we get, he got a few more goals yeah, I think I think five, he's, six, he, seven, you know,
5: eight, he sometimes seems to get the nosebleed a bit, doesn't he? When he, but you know, we as we saw in the playoff final, and and um, you know, he and I think he's he's got a few since. You know, he's as as our midfielders go, he does come he does come in with the odd one, maybe not as many as others, but you know, he, he does he does pick up the odd goal, and it was very it was a very smart finishing. I said at one stage, he's had had um, thoughts that we might see a, a seven or eight. Goals, um, because obviously being five up at what was it after about fifty minutes, um, obviously there was still a a healthy period of time to to go. Um, My record scoring that I've seen at Bloomfield Road was seven one, so um, we got close anyway, which was and it was nice just to to finish the game on a high and um, fantastic atmosphere at the end, and and you know you know the players got a great reception. I think the. Hopefully they'll they'll remember that and they'll take the way they played in yesterday into into the next
4: game because we've still got a lot of work to do, haven't we? So yeah, we have. Yeah. Okay, let's do player ratings for for this game. Just yeah. very quickly,
0: John. Just yeah. to mention as well, obviously Keshi came off the oh, bench, of didn't he? So it was good to see him getting a few minutes, and you know, let's hope that. He can he can play a part now between now and the end of the season because it's, it's great, even if it's an option from the bench, um, it, it's a great option to have, isn't it? We were talking before the game, weren't we, Mitch, that mm. you can't help but wonder if he'd been fit, um, you know, we probably wouldn't be in the position we're in. You know, we, you'd probably be, I don't know, maybe 16th place or something, but you, you'd probably have seven, eight, nine more points on the board. And, um <laughs> He'd have been involved in, in in getting some of those points, so um, hopefully he can play a real part now. You know, between now and the end of the season, well, it gives us that that result anyway gives us hope, and it does. Keshi coming back
4: gives us even more hope. So fingers crossed, there. Eh? So let's uh, let's move on to the player ratings. Start with you, Tim Chris Maxwell.
5: Didn't have a great deal to do, did he? Um, uh, but what he did do, I thought he did reasonably well. Um,
4: Seven. Andy Lyons arguably the cream of the crop Mitch. It's gonna be a high one
6: this. Uh well, I if ten. Yeah. Hard to argue. No, I mean he was he was terrific. He was absolutely terrific and I think we've covered him in depth. Um he looks as good a potential you know, a good I uh, uh, can't speak. As good an acquisition as we've had in a long time.
4: Uh, Nick Curtis Nelson probably arguably his best game so far and scoring a goal as well. Very yeah. well taken goal. It, it was panic there, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, you know it looks easy. He's just rolled it in, but just to have that that presence of thought at the time, right? Knock it slightly, spin round and knock it in. Fantastic, um, and very good defensive display as well. Like I said before, I think he's forming a real partnership with uh, Jordan Thornley. Um, and he had a great game last night. It's a nine from me. Yep. Just going back to you, Tim. Uh, give Maxwell an extra point for his team
4: I, talk. I,
5: I'm, a bit, I'm a, a, bit, a bit harsh. with seven. I Maybe I am. I'll, I'll up. I'll up it. I'll give him an eight. I did okay. think that after I said it, actually. <laughs> but obviously, he didn't have a lot to do, did he? That's why I said I thought seven because you know some some games the keepers have a lot to do and and they get scored accordingly, but. um his distribution was a bit better, I've got to say, last night, because I've been a bit of a critic of that. Okay, yeah, Tim, um, Jordan, only. Oh, Jordan, His first I'm,
4: ever career goal.
5: Yeah, I think, I think that's worth an extra point um, on, on its own. But I, I, listen, he, I'll be so disappointed if he leaves our club, and I won't blame him in the slightest if he did. Um, but he seems to, he, like you just said, he seems to be getting a bit of a, um, a partnership going with uh, Avit and um, I think they're, they're looking at they're looking at quite a solid pairing, so um, and, and he gets his goal as well, so I've um, I'm He was a eight. little bit,
6: he had a couple of wobbly moments with balls out from the eight, back eight, eight,
4: 8 plus
6: Okay Jimmy
4: husband Mitch went yep. to his best Yeah,
6: Jimmy was great, um, I'd look at the stats before he actually won the most Balls in the air, um, which is probably why Mick picked him because I think he might, must have perceived that, that you know that they might have a bit more of a, an aerial threat than whoever he picked. Tomo against Canberra, whoever it well was, Burnley wasn't it where he picked Tomo to pick their nippy little lad. Um, I thought Jimbo was was as good, um, maybe not quite as good as N- Nelson, but was was very very good. So I'll give him a nine. Colin
0: Connolly, Nick. Um I th- I didn't notice him a lot last night. Well, that's not a bad thing. It's probably because I was just starry-eyed at all the attacking Brazil 1970 football
6: we were playing. Um eight. So I'm I don't want to jump in, but I don't want to notice Connolly. I want him no, being waited yeah. last night. Of he disrupted play, he broke. That's what, the play. Yeah, I yeah, meant
0: it in a good way. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think we, you know, people when when we've got a problem when we're putting our faith in Connolly to be the player we notice. I thought he played his role beautifully last night. Just mm. he was in a weird position as well, wasn't he? Like between defense and midfield. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very clever the way he was used last night, and very clever the way he played it.
4: Charlie Patino, who are we on? I've lost my Me, train. I I thought, Tim.
5: Uh, yeah, uh, his best game for arguably since the last time we. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting since about Preston, forget about maybe. Stoke. Yeah, I was going. I meant to say Preston. I was going to say last time we went to home but we of course we we beat Stoke in the middle, didn't we? So um, yeah, his best performance is Preston, and I don't think it's uh, uh, a coincidence that it comes um, when he's played with Fiorini, I think. We saw when we played QPR in the away fixture that these two seem to have uh, a bit of something going on. And um, I think Farini helps bring the best out of Patino, and maybe vice versa. Um, Eight.
4: First time he's played with the DM, DM, yeah. I think Connolly in there made a massive difference. Uh, right, Patino. He certainly made a massive difference to
6: What a, what a performance from Fiorini! Yeah, is it me? Yes. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. I think with Fiorini, it's not it's not so much that he does spectacular things; he just does simple things very quickly. His vision, his awareness is stunning. You know, he'll, he'll just put these little toe-poked balls through that. that Keeps the ball moving all the yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, isn't? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he, he he's like, um, it's like um, I don't know if this is a bit of a niche niche reference, but it's like when you're making music on a computer and you up the BPM and it, everything gets a bit faster and, and we're just that much more driven with with Fiorini in there, um, I thought he was really really good. He's 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 got quality. He's got, but he's got bite as well. You know, he's not a luxury. You, you get that quality without, without, with. You know, sometimes you get that quality, but you also sacrifice something in terms of the work rate. Um, you don't with him. Um, I was very impressed. He faded a little bit, didn't he? he fade, you know, he, and, which is understandable. I mean, he's he's on his second start in God knows how long. He faded a little bit, about an hour. And he, he did have that moment, which I, can, I still can't decide whether it was his fault or CJ's fault or a combination of two, where he hit that. We'd played some wonderful football and hit what looked like it was going to be an absolutely glorious pass, sort of fading, uh, switching play. And then the lad just picked it, ran up the pitch and scored. Um, eight plus is that harsh?
4: I think he was a nine. I'd say
6: a nine. All right, I'll give him a nine. Not even in minus either. A solid nine. Yeah, I'll give him a nine then. No, I'm giving him a nine. Mi- I'm giving him a nine minus, just because he faded a bit. That's not his fault. But a ten is in playing at the top of his ability, isn't it? And he's not quite fit yet.
4: Okay. Nick Shuttlecock, instrumental 20. in a lot of our attacking plays, set up
0: goals brilliant performance from CJ it was you know and if if only that was week in week out um but i think it helps you know the the type of passes we're playing to him and this is another good reason you know with with Fiorini being in the team for if you're playing balls in behind for him to run onto that's where he's at his best um and we did that last night and you know these he made good decisions when he was in good positions as well which he he doesn't always do but last night he did he was you know he was instrumental in a lot of what we did last night and it was brilliant to see cuz you know he'll get written off and and we're as guilty as as anyone for doing it you know when he'll he'll have a poor game and it's he's not championship quality he's he's a bench player at best and then he goes and does that and you're like oh, CJ you know he has got that in him um he was he was fantastic last night. Um, didn't put a foot wrong really for me, other than maybe like you just mentioned, Mitch, with with the goal. I like he was kind of waiting for the pass to come to, and then he was on his heels a bit in in trying to retrieve it. But um, I'm not going to be too harsh on him for that. So I will. Is it a ten? I would give him ten if it was. Up to I, I think I'd struggle I'd to see. Yeah. for for him to be any better than he he was last night. So I'd say it's the best he's ever played for
5: Blackpool.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I would agree. He
4: deserves a 10.
5: Yeah. What what I I can't get, because he showed so much skill last night and so much control, is how he can go from doing that to looking like he couldn't kick a ball straight. It's bizarre. (laughs) But I've got to say, I've got to say he was incredible last night. Yeah. Incredible.
6: I think he's asking him to do what is his strengths. Um, I'll I'll credit Phil on AVFTT put something sort of some anal- analysis and, he, and it was just what Nick said that idea of playing him in a slightly deeper starting position so as the like the wing back role means he can run onto things rather than playing him as the front in the front three so he's up with the striker where he's got to have that technical ability because he's got to take it on the turn he, he can't accelerate into those positions, and I, and I think that that shows what confidence can do because he's 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 naturally he's naturally accelerating into positions. He's picking the ball up deeper. He's getting up to the top speed and using his attribute. And then from that comes confidence. And from confidence comes the ability to sort of, he was doing first time passes and all he was in passing triangles and all sorts. And confidence does incredible things to it, to a player in a team, doesn't it? And, and CJ, like everybody, yeah, in fact, perhaps more so than everybody else, because I think when CJ's off form, he gets tense. The ball sort of spoons off him at weird angles, and and you know it's it can't be, it can't be nice playing like that.
4: Well done, CJ. You've come in with a bit of stick, but um, brilliant performance. Keep it up.
6: He flicked. I'm, I'll keep going on about it because I feel so conscious of the number of times I've said nasty things about CJ. He flicked the ball on. For Kenny Dougal's gold, did he not? Like super gaz at his best. You know? I got laughed at her down here about a month ago, and I said, well, he, he, can't, he can't win things in the air, you know? And everybody laughed at me, and there he is, up front like... um, Like, like our... a salmon.
4: Yeah. It's the Farage quote again, isn't it? You all laughed at me, and I have to say, you're not laughing now, are you? Tim, you've been a big... Um, critic of CJ, haven't you? I'm just oh, massive.
5: Uh, and justified, I would go on to say. Um, I think, um, you know, he's, that's why, it's almost like chalk and cheese. The control last night and his decision making and and the way he attacked players and passed the ball when he should have done and didn't try and overplay things
4: was was a joy to watch. Was, I think it's uh, Petino and Fiorini playing so well. Obviously, contribute to that as well. Getting him decent delivery and service. Yeah, but you've so. still
5: got he's still got his bit to do, hasn't he? And mm. and and I, I, I never, I couldn't see that in him. I couldn't no, see I, him that.
6: I agree, Tim. I couldn't. I'd written him off.
4: Same. Right. Let's move on to Morgan Rogers. I think wrong. Oh, I've lost my pattern. Well. Who was Who was it next? Uh, might be. We've all, them, we've all had our say on the cj yeah. I, did, I, did, it. I did i did it started i started off with
0: me i was cj but that it, it's I did it, <laughs> it must it must be me again
4: Rogers, brilliant in an unfamiliar role yeah i thought well, um, so up, up top with jerry
5: yeah i, I think he i he's done it a little bit for Lincoln, and they um played in a more advanced uh, advanced role um, but yeah i you know i think um, I'll, he, he showed because I think sometimes he's done in fits and starts, hasn't he? He's played a good half and then, and then faded. He seems to be like a half a game player. Um, But he, I think as he's getting fitter and he's getting more into, you know, playing on a regular basis for us, he's, he's he's becoming far more consistent. And I think he's sort of, he he looks like he's, 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 he's better in that slightly more advanced role rather Mm, than maybe being out on the wing. And he's a, I said, I said in the early part of the pod, you know, he's a, he's a big lad. He's, I believe he's six foot three. You know he's got a bit of a bit of muscle behind him as well, and you know that'll 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 strike the fear of God into certain defenders. You know because um, you know he's, he's not going to easily be pushed off the ball. I just thought he had a great overall performance. He seemed to link up well with with Jerry. Um, it was uh, a live a, a, a live. He had a lively game all the way through. Um, I think it's um,
6: I think it's a nine.
4: give him a nine plus personally
6: he deserved yeah. the goal, did not he definitely yeah if he got a goal he starts you know?
4: every game for me from now on he's yeah. starting he's to start at 11 has to be yeah. does, I'll, I'll stick with my nine though okay as, <laughs> yeah. as does Jerry Yates Mitch um, great to see him score it was
6: it was it was great to see him score and it was really good to see him enjoying himself on a football pitch um I liked what we did last night and I liked that we got players beyond him sometimes. You know, he, he, he roams, doesn't he? As a striker, he roams. He doesn't just hang and sort of poach. He roams. He plays football. He links up really nicely and he looked like he was having fun. He was getting the ball. He was sort of turning. He was doing those little chops that he does. He was sort of those little behind-his-leg flicks and stuff to, to try and link play, linking and play beautifully. I don't really think he, he... I can't really remember him having another chance after he got the penalty particularly, but he was right at the heart of what we were doing and he felt like... It felt much more like the, uh, the Pele-esque figure that, that we loved from from Yates on form um, and I really... I just and was happy that he was having fun. Because he's had a bloody crap gig, just running around having a shot sort of once every three weeks, and it was nice to see him like that. Um, for his performance, eight plus nine minus eight plus. I can't make up my mind with it. With each uh, eight plus, probably to be to be honest. Well, he's a number nine, so give him a nine minus. Yeah, I'll give him a <laughs> nine minus. Fair enough.
4: <laughs> right, uh, we won't bother with man of the, man of the matches. I think we're all agreed on uh, Andy Lyons, aren't we? Okay. Or are we? Or CJ?
6: I'm, I'm a Lions man, mate. I think he's got to be Lions. I think the honourable mention for CJ. I remember, I really liked, I remember, I think it was Raggy said that you should mark a player at a 10 based on that player's capacity to perform. I thought it was a really canny comment. And, and on that basis, then CJ's probably a 12 and Lions is a 10. Um, but in, in reality, Lions was the man of that match.
5: But he ran him a close second, to be fair. Yeah. He really did. He can did, we, yeah.
4: Can we share the award?
0: Hmm. It's
5: oh, your, your, anyway? your, 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 your show, John. You <laughs> can do what you want.
0: <laughs> Give it to everyone. I, I can imagine have, all the I've players the award, sat gods. around
6: now, John. They're all watching, waiting to see who's gonna get the Seasiders podcast man of the match.
4: My tenure as a uh, Poulton of the Tens manager, I have split (laughs) the man of the match award to two players, and I will do the same this evening. CJ and Andy Lyons gets my vote. Manager rating then. Now, Big Mix coming for quite a lot of um, justifiable criticism over the last few games. I think he deserves praise today. He does. The team he's put up, picked, so it's got to be a ten, hasn't it?
5: Well, I still tinged with frustration
4: with me <sighs> as to
5: as to why we didn't do it before. So I yeah, don't think, and it, I yeah, actually, yeah. And so it's
0: like you know, if, if we've if, ended up there, almost haven't yeah. we? A bit?
6: But I, I um, continuing my one-man make defense um, thing, we've come up with loads of different teams, right? and the, the fan base has come up with loads of different teams, but I've never seen anyone come up with this one in this formation. So everybody's going, oh, well, if you, you've got to play Pervader and Bowler and Rodgers and put them in a three behind someone. You've got to do this and that. Nobody, nobody, and maybe if somebody wants to, to, to send in a tweet that they did send, I'll, I'll withdraw that. But nobody I've seen has gone right. You go with a four at the back, but with two advanced wing backs, and Connolly kind of floating as a deep line defensive midfielder, kind of between the two, and then you put Patino and Fiorini in there. But you've got no wingers as such because, but your wing backs are going to come up so high up that nobody's come up with that. And I think I think credit to him for that and credit to him for coming up with something that in retrospect seems really obvious. When you look at it, you go, yeah, that was really obvious. Yeah. Well, why did he do that earlier? But I don't think we, I don't think we did ask him to pick this team. I think we asked him to pick an attacking team. And I think sometimes we even saw quite close to that team. And frankly, it looked a bit shit when we saw it at Blackburn. So I think he deserves some credit because it's not football manager. You've got to work that out. You've got to put it together. And he's, Finally got us firing in a way that we haven't fired for months. So I think I think he deserves some credit personally.
5: I think Mark GT deserves some credit for that post in the comments. Which, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been chuckling about for that last minute. Oh, that one.
6: Yeah.
4: I came out and dug out my DVD when dinosaurs. <laughs> <sold>. <laughs>
6: And, you know, he's got a tune out of what Darren says there. He's, got, he's he's seen a footballer in CJ. He's worked out what to do with him. He's got a tune out of him. You know, anybody with half a brain should be able to get a tune out of a player like Patino or Fiorini or, you know, whoever, these quality players. But getting a tune out of CJ, well done, mate. Mm. And, and bloody Curtis Nelson, written off by Cardiff, dumped by a relegation rival, looks like the best defender we've had in ages.
4: Well... This is quite topical. Uh, a lot of clubs above us are facing points deductions, some of us suspended points deductions. Maybe we should give Mick a suspended score based on whether he picks this team again or goes back to his <laughs> uh, tried and trusted going for a nil-nil draw over there game. So it's, it's a suspended, same team it's a suspended 10
6: from me. <laughs> <laughs> see I'll whether me he not. means
5: it or whether he's just...
6: You just don't stage. want him to be the new Callum Connolly, do you, John, the leggy League One donkey of the of the management world? When he's leading us, when he's leading us up the steps to lift, lift the Champions League in three and a half years' time, you don't want them replaying the pod the pod comments. Of, yeah, of you will
4: we'll all become memes, won't we? <laughs>
6: well, not me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right, just before we go, we've got. Coventry away. At home. Saturday, sorry, at home, sorry, yeah. Um, pivotal game. Not as pivotal as Cardiff, but if we can, this is going to put a real marker down on the division if we win this one.
5: There's going to be a lot of teams looking over the shoulders if we do, I think. Uh, QPR, Cardiff, Reading, who I think are getting a points deduction. I I believe I, I believe that uh, decisions on that are imminent
4: what are the point deductions that they're mooting what actually
5: wigging well, Wigan for not paying the players wages they've got um they've got three suspended I think haven't they from last season or and and there's a risk of getting an additional an additional so that could be six but most certainly three Reading have got six suspended, I believe, and therefore could get 12. Huddersfield, if they go into administration, I don't know whether they will do or they won't do.
6: Well, the talk of Huddersfield is that they, if they get cut adrift, they'll go into it voluntarily to take the points this season and not, ha- not have not have a hangover to next year, I think Tim.
5: Don't they don't they have rules about that that if you would have gone down anyway that you get the next season?
6: Possibly, yeah. I think there's a cut off for that though. I think if you do it before you're down, but That's I think there's some or... kind of yeah, there's some kind of cut off where you can sort there's... of dodge it so, ca- slightly.
4: So how many are Cardiff looking at?
5: Um I'm not I'm not sure Cardiff looking at any.
4: I'm sure I heard something about them.
5: Um, it's Huddersfield, Huddersfield, Wigan, and then obviously further up the table, Reading. But if when Reading ha- face that, can we can we scroll up a bit to see where how many points Reading are on? They're on forty-four points. Forty-four. We're, on, if we're
4: they got, on thirty-five.
5: If they got if if they got six, they're down to thirty-eight. So um, they are, and I think it will be a minimum six.
4: Because they got done last year as well, didn't they? I'm sure they Well, they did, well, they did but they last year. six
5: suspended. So those six will be activated. And the, and the view is they'd get another six as well. So if they got 12, that would put them below us. Wow.
4: Cheating bastards. Get them down there. Oh, what a we're, shame. We're playing by the rules.
6: What, what a shame thing. for Paul Ince, John. Mm.
4: <laughs> so
5: that put they, them, yeah, 32 they could, then, wouldn't it? There could be some interest, interesting developments and... You know, we look at Rotherham as well. You know, Rotherham five points ahead of us. You know, again, you know, massive, massive few games coming up. Uh, You know, when you bear in mind that we've got Wigan at home, Cardiff at home,
6: who else have we got at home? Birmingham.
4: I think we've got Birmingham. Birmingham away. Uh, Away, sorry.
6: Even up to Swansea, they're in absolutely rank form. You know, that's that's pushing it, but you go all the way up there. And none of those teams are playing well. I mean, Cardiff have had that little run, but they look like they've run out of steam a little bit. I know they got a draw tonight, didn't they? But
4: it's all to play for, and the season is still alive.
6: The only the only shame is that Coventry have got something to play for, isn't it? I mean, they're they're still they're still pushing around the playoffs, aren't they? I think they're about ninth or tenth, aren't they? But sort of in touch with the playoffs. It's just a shame that it's not another team. Because I think QPR, I think they probably thought after that result they were maybe you know well that's enough, and it was it's it just I don't know. So, form
4: Coventry in then ninth. So 99.
5: they drew a Wigan last night though, didn't they? So yeah. um...
4: unbeaten in five.
0: It'll be tough on Saturday, and
4: I think... all runs
5: all runs come to an end, John.
4: Yeah. They do, as uh, we've put a lot of uh, bad runs to bed, haven't we? Mm. Yesterday,
6: Coventry are a lot. They're a lot. They're a lot more stylish than effective. Every time I've seen them, I always think, "Wow, they look really good," but they never. You know, they they don't actually seem to um, be as effective as they are aesthetically pleasing. And I think the other positive is, in general. We play better, the better the opposition in footballing senses, the the better we seem to play.
4: So they've beaten Huddersfield 4 0 away, drawn 1 1. Kov drew with the knobbers. In fact, go look at that unbeaten run, last beaten on the 3rd of Feb. So that's one, two, three, four, five, 6, seven games unbeaten. Ball runs come to an end. We're going to pick the same team and we're going
6: to beat them 2-0. And so
5: they can't beat the Nobbers and they can't beat Wigan, so they can't be that good.
6: <laughs> well, to be fair, actually, MB's just put the game the game we played, the away game, actually right. They weren't actually very... I've just said they've been very good every time I've seen them. They weren't very good in that away game at all. Um, and that it's was
3: arguably...
5: They had all the illnesses and then they gave it all to us and, yeah. and we had everybody out for in the build-up to the uh, break, didn't we? Which caused chaos for
4: us. Um, Another pertinent point from uh, Mark GT there. Best friends at Bloomfield. Road. I think they've got the entire East stand again, haven't they? It's going a gift or a haven't. curse. I think, I think that'll be good for the game, and I think it'll be good to get the there's North four, going again. There's about 4,000 of them coming in there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think we'll leave it there. I won't do team picking or anything because we just want to pick the same team that Mick's picked, I think, don't we? For the...
6: We just need 11 CJ Hamiltons. And we'll be right. <laughs> that's,
0: that's...
4: Yeah. yeah, clone CJ in a test tube, Nick, if you can, between now and then. Um, <laughs> yes, ground room, quick predictions. Tim? 1-1. Um, one, one.
0: Mitch? 2-1 to us. Nick? What Mitch said, 2-1. All right, I'll go.
4: I'll go for 3-1. We've got the shuttlecock firing on all cylinders. Tangerine machine is going to grind out another three points, another fantastic victory. Right, we'll call it there. Whew, an hour and a half. Needed talking about it, didn't it? Warranted so in, yeah, it? Yeah. Um, if you want to listen to the... I'll be on a COV preview show, so listen to us on there. I um, always said his thanks for watching. Thanks for downloading. And up the pool. Come on, the pool. Come Here's on, the, the pool. The greatest pool. game. <laughs> just before you head off I know you've just enjoyed what you've listened to of course you have why not consider joining our Patreon supporter program for the price of a pint per month you'll get extra bonus content in return you'll get no ads on the audio pod you'll get faster releases of the audio pod you'll get it before the uh, the Great and Wash does and also you'll be saying thanks these uh, brilliant podcasts, and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs, uh, electric, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us patreon.com forward slash seaside's pod. Price of a pint per month, and you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group, which is a good laugh. We've got a nice community going on in there, and you'll also have access to. Uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen. So, yeah, please do consider signing up and supporting us. That URL again, patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod. And if you don't sign up, you're a. Uh... See you later. Thanks for listening.
3: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's.